Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's Wednesday night, and that means you're listening to the official podcast of the Disney Insider, a podcast that covers all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars related. A podcast that iTunes review. Um, we had no new reviews for my. Uh, so, Decasto's Chris, myself, says <laughs> we're awesome, and we need more iTunes reviews. We are coming to you live from the Big Papa Studios, deep in the heart of CP. Again, my name is Chris, and I'm joined by a dynamic, diverse, dutiful, dazzling, dashing, and daring, courageous, and caring decast host, David, who is not here, um, Andy, who is not here, he's off on assignment, the Shawns, S-H-N-S-E, and Brooke, also, our unpaid intern is here, running the camera for us, thank you, Mr. Spikeless Lee. Uh, <laughs> so, strap yourselves in, it's time to discuss everything from A. To decast. It's amazing. It's all right. That was a good one. How so, did, how did you make that sound? That was amazing. <laughs> Which one? The, mm-hmm. No, the, uh, the the it was like there was bass and treble coming from the side of your body. See, I'm a, what the doctors like to call morbidly obese. So when that was, I, that's, when, but it's also it's a like skill. the clapper. It's part and rib and part gut. Skill and gift at the same time. Thank that you. That's in honor fantastic. of uh, Pert, who just passed away. Rest in peace. Uh, oh yeah. Rush. So, so hello everyone. It is Wednesday night, of course. Yes, it so is. it's the decast. How's everybody doing? Good. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Good, doing good. very, very well. Nice. As you see, we are short two people. Uh, David is watching his son wrestle, and Andy is on assignment. So. And I'm short. <laughs> so there's say, that. Say there's something for everyone. For right? those of you who don't know, we have a new host. His name is Sean as well. Sean, yes. tell us about yourself one more time. Uh, well, so I um, I grew up here in Ashland. I'm so happy to be part of this uh, this podcast. And I notice I'm doing every time I say the word P, it goes P in my microphone. I don't know about that. I'm a little. That's a little nerve-wracking. Perturbed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, your P's. Exactly. So, um, let me see. So, I'm a filmmaker. I have uh, movies on movie, not plural, just one, <laughs> on Amazon Prime. And I also have, uh, you know, a little IMDb action going on. So, check out Sean Mark with a C, Nipper. And then also I have a YouTube channel called Popcorn vs. Candy, where yes. I do trailer reactions, which I'm going to change that up a little bit. I'm going to change uh, the, maybe some reviews as well, because I, I, like I have some things to say about some movies out there. I bet you do. Indeed. And the name of your movie is Life Adjusted, correct? Life Adjusted on Amazon Prime. There right on. So today, uh, we have a couple of things to do. We are going to talk about Marvel Studios. They had 23 Academy Award nominations. What? Which is phenomenal. Jesus. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fantastic. We have more Black Widow trailer goodness. We have a new trailer. Right. And Morbius that may or may not be connected to the Spider-Man verse most, most definitely is it definitely seems what? like it so disney plus we'll talk a little bit about mr goldblum and a couple other things all right if we get around to it we're going to talk a little bit about maybe the best moments of the decade since we're now entering into a new decade it is maybe something our best yeah. our best pixar movies or whatever and then we'll talk a little bit about what's going on with the parks and then everyone can have a fantastic day and leave us lots of uh, reviews on iTunes. That's right. Please Ooh. do that. We do it. like those it's iTunes reviews. We need reviews. the iTunes reviews. So you, it's like did, cookies for my soul. Yes. Did you draw that? I did. <coughs> She's oh. phenomenal. Yeah, she just draws while she sits here. Yes. What the? That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, for those who can't see, and I'll show the camera, I just 
drew Pluto as we were starting the record. <laughs> that's really good. So that's if you want to check out my art, Pink Sparkle Tutu on Instagram, I have some of my drawings there. Very nice. Right on. Well done. So we want to thank uh, Sarah for his ears of imagination. That's right. If you have any travel needs, she will take care of you. Mention us, and I, I assume we'll get a kickback from it. I don't know. We'll see. But she'll literally <laughs> plan your vacation for you. I want to do this. I want to do that. And she'll be like, I got you, fam. No, no and problem. then you're good to go. There you go. I, I also like want to thank Rogue City Comics and the, the heart of Metric. Andy's on Instagram. Hello, Andy. Hello, Andy. Hey, Andy. What up, Andy? <laughs> we love you, Metric man. Metric Comic Con is around the corner. That's right. Only a few months away, and we are going to so be the excited. official hosts of it, correct? That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Whoa. So it's the biggest free Comic-Con in the country. Yeah. yeah. So, so two years ago at the, at the Comic-Con, we did a 24-hour film uh, film race Ooh. where we um, had to pick out of a hat uh, three different things, a, a piece of dialogue, a, uh, was it a location, or uh, no, a prop and a costume. Uh, a wow. costume piece and so then we had 24 hours to uh, shoot the film and then we showed it oh, the wow. next day that is so cool <clears throat> wow. and it's called Mystic Onions I actually uh, submitted it to Ashton Independent Film Festival and so we'll see what happens I pretty Mystic much know the answer already right on. Yeah, so we... it, was, it, was, it was based on a superhero story So, do we know Mystic if Onions. that's happening again this year? Uh, the 24 hour film race I mean yeah. I'm open to it Ray Ray Namato, uh, Romato Ray Romano? Ray Romano. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's that one. No. Excuse me, Raven. Uh, <laughs> That's his brother. No, no, Ray, I'm sorry, Ray, Ray Robinson. He, okay. He's a local filmmaker. He's a producer as well, so he we do a lot of film races together. And so, uh, yeah, I, I would love to do that again. It would be great. I'd love to show the one we did, and then uh, let's do it again. So, For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, Sean, I don't know if you've uh, been looking over there, but... oh. I have a great story. Let me just go ahead and get this brain fart out of the way. Yes, Chris' so, story. I was in Rogue City Comics with my uh, lovely wife, who I adore. That's just... Sorry. And the owner came up to me and was talking to, to me. And he said, hey, I wanted you guys to know that I had a customer in who was from Washington and had driven in and stopped here specifically because we had mentioned them on the decast. And he said, is this where they record the decast? And he said, yes, it is. And I said, did he buy something? And he said, he did. I said, so that's a win on all accounts for everybody. So somebody actually traveled here. If if you are the person who did that, we totally appreciate that's amazing. But it's really cool when someone from another state comes to our little neck of the woods here and, and... are people going to be coming to my house now? Uh, yeah, yeah. They're going to be getting uh, grass clippings. <laughs> right. Also, so, <laughs> our, our intern will be selling tickets. <laughs> we'll leave sandwich bags uh, and right. scissors. There so you go. Just go ahead and do right. what you do. But please that was please knock cool. because there's a dog in heat here, so we have to be careful. <laughs> Correct. Was I supposed to? Oh, that's okay. Supposed to. No, that's fine. Well, <laughs> I'm super excited. I, either way, Sean's going to get a notification to his phone. There is some movement. That's right. I'll, I'll know they're at the door. Don't worry. <laughs> so Marvel Studios burned... Mm-hmm. 23 Academy Award nominations. Whew. Dang. That's that's pretty hefty. Uh, do we have any idea what they are? No. Anybody? But, but we could look while you want to talk about something about else. Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of people in the Disney community right now that are upset that Frozen 2 did not get a nomination for Best Picture. It snubbed. did. They were snubbed. They were. Uh, it did get a nomination for Best Song, Into the Unknown. Uh, but it did not get best picture. Does it beat Let It Go, though? 
Um, hmm. I think from an orchestral standpoint, from a composition standpoint, I like it a lot more. It's clearly not as melodic or catchy as um, Let It Go. Um, I feel like Let It Go had a very Mencken-esque feel to it. I get that. Uh, and then with Into the Unknown, it was a more mature orchestral feel. The big, um, I don't want to say problem with it, but the the big thing with Into the Unknown was in the context of the movie, I did not feel like it was a emotional high point at all. Mm-hmm. Like they thought, that everyone thought it was going to be. Whereas uh, it, it Show wasn't Yourself quite, was. It wasn't quite earned. Like in that moment when she's mm-hmm. letting it go, she's like, I'm dumping yeah, literally everything. Literally, she takes her hair down. Like, I'm out. Embracing herself. But in this, like, it's like, I get the, the premise. Like, I'm, I'm heading I'm trying to this, find like, mm-hmm. this thing that they've made a movie called Annihilation about. Um, a little bit different. But, uh, you know, walking it's into exactly. this thing you don't Is see. Is it on there? Mm-hmm. So I get that. But, yeah, it was... Uh, it's a beautiful song, though. Yeah. I love listening to it, especially the Brendan Urie cover, mm-hmm. Panic at the Disco. Wow. Nice to look. He's amazing. And again, she made a, a, a song that nobody would be able to sing at karaoke. Okay, so a quick question here from Instagram from Andy Films and Hikes. Oh. Do I get out of the bet since I, it wasn't nominated? No, you do no. not. No. <laughs> where, where in the bet yeah. did it Yeah, there was no say... pauses, no nothing. Man, he's fishing. Man, he's trying. He is. Now, what I want to know, since he's not here... Is why is he so wanting to get out of this bet? Yeah, he doesn't want to dress as Elsa. He, you're gonna look well, beautiful. Yeah, you're gonna look great, Andy. Don't worry. Wait a minute, I'm imagining you as Elsa right now. You know about the bet, right, Sean? I don't, but I'm just imagining okay. Andy. Oh, as Elsa right okay. Now. Well, let's refresh and I think our it's viewers. Be amazing. And you about yes. the bet? Wait, what? now now that I'm a co-host, am I in this? Bet? Yeah, but we won though, we so won. you won. Our, our side won, so it's good. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> So the bet was was Andy said that Frozen Two would not reach a billion dollars before Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Which is like Monday or something. Yeah, twentieth. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we all disagreed. Yeah. And that was the bet. And yeah. he said, "Okay, if oh, it man. if it does, then I'll dress as Elsa." He'll dress he's as Elsa at Medford Comic Con. He's been trying to modify oh. the bet since then. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't, we all have to dress as the Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. And he, he was he was going to we pick who we were, but thankfully we won before Christmas. Oh my so, gosh. Congratulations to us. I think you should go on a hike as well. On a, on a hike? hike in the Elsa costume. <laughs> since your films and hikes. That's right. Sir. Mm. He says he'll be fabulous. Too. So of course so, he will. Of course he will. Absolutely. All right. So do we have some? I do have some of the so it's not awesome. it's not Marvelous, it's Disney. Oh, it's Disney? Okay. So okay. which encompasses Fox and everything right, else. Right, right. Uh, motion picture. Um, we had uh, Ford versus Ferrari and Jojo Rabbit. Actress in a supporting role was Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Wow. Ad- adapted screenplay was uh, Jojo Rabbit from Taika Waititi. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, best animated feature film, which we already talked about, Toy Story 4. was the only one. So I think it has a good chance. I think you all think the movie from Portland will do will probably win. Uh, Missing Link yeah. from Like It was nominated, correct? It was. Okay. It's really good. Okay. Have they won any Academy Awards yet they've, with all their stuff? No, but no. they've won the Golden Globe okay. for... Missing Link, and since they're the same studio that did Coraline, I watched Kubo and the Two Strings Love the other day. Oh my goodness! Such a good film. Uh, they always have a traveling exhibit of their puppets and mm-hmm. how they make things, and 
every once in a while they'll be at Universal Studios Hollywood, and I have not yet seen that exhibit. Oh, I wow. want to so badly. We should all just take a trip to Portland and go to their studio. All right. And oh, I would die if I got <laughs> to go to the Likea Studio. We, we know people. We can we can make that happen. So, and then just a few more. Uh, production design was uh, Jojo Rabbit. Film editing was Ford vs. Ferrari and Jojo Rabbit. Man, I've seen that movie. And then for visual effects, the only endgame, the only thing that was uh, was Avengers Endgame, The Lion King, and Star Wars were all nominated for visual effects. Okay. Costume design, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, we need to see that, wow. I think. Yeah. Wow. Um, documentary, The Cave. Sound mixing was for Ford vs. Ferrari. Uh, sound editing was Star Wars and Ford vs. Ferrari. Wow. Yeah. And then if I'm oh, not and, mistaken. Sorry, and then original song was End of the Unknown from Frozen 2. Then uh, I'm Standing With You, Breakthrough from Diane Warren. And then I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away from Toy Story 4. It's mm. a good one. Remember? Yeah. And didn't John Winters get... Uh, John Williams. John Williams. Yeah, John Williams. He better have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right? And if I'm not so mistaken, one. that is his 56 uh, 56 or something like that, yeah. So is he, the, is he both... The, the record holder for most nominations and most losses because you kind of like those kind of go hand in hand probably yeah I think Walt Disney himself actually had has the most nominations before if I remember it's I, crazy. I believe yeah. he has so many nominations John Williams is just oh yeah insane he should win every time it's, he's amazing my apologies 52 Oscar nominations wow. that's is crazy he, is he winning with the nominations as far as um, well, I have an exact <coughs> list Why she's for looking. Schindler's List in 94, yep. he won. Yep. Uh, E.T. in 83, he won. Um, Love E.T. Uh, with A New Hope in 78, he won. Uh, Jaws in 76, he won. Of Fiddler on the Roof, uh, He's won. Amazing. I love John Williams. Yeah, those are the only Superman, ones Superman. for Superman. winners Superman. that I've seen. Everything else is nominated, or but Indiana like... Jones? Yeah, Who else crazy. can do that? No one. No, amazing. Yes. Harry Potter. He did Harry Potter too, right? Did he? He did. Uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey. I actually taught Music 101 in Disneyland, and part of our entire program was teaching about John Williams and wow. how he's crazy added so to the so many worlds. They're going to freeze his brain just like they did Waltz. Waltz. <laughs> and uh, nice. wake him up like 100 years from now. There you go. He'd like write something for us. Yeah. Compose. Yes. Please. Okay, so speaking of movies, yes, we had a couple of trailers. We had a new Black Widow trailer oh. that was released that gave us a little bit more info into things. We also get to look a little bit more at Taskmaster, mm-hmm. who is the main villain. Again, uh, recap, Taskmaster has kinetic reflexes. He memorizes every move that he sees, and then he can copy it upon viewing it, which makes him a pretty interesting and formidable foe. Here he gets a little bit shield action in, and not shield as in, you know, Nick Fury, but shield as in Captain America's shield, because he, he tosses the shield, he uses it to block some gunfire. Should be really interesting. I wonder how they're going to incorporate him it looks really good. learning the Red Guardian when they go head-to-head. You'll probably see him start to take a couple hits and then adapt to what he's doing. It's a really fascinating power. It's hmm. very OP, but but they've managed to, to, to work it out to where, mm-hmm. like, the more he learns... He loses some memories along the way, so he has to sacrifice. Yeah. So, but we see Natalia, we see, or Natasha, <laughs> Natalia. <laughs> uh, we see Natasha in the all white, and then we see her sister as well. So, what's one of my favorite Black Widow costumes of all time is that the, the all white one is just, it's beautiful. So, I think we're going to have a nice little sleeper hit. Yeah, there. I think it looks yeah. good. It looks, looks really looks good. Super good. Uh, 
You don't think 100%, so? No, you it's know, not going to reach a billion. No, well, sure? it, maybe. Captain Marvel did. Is, yeah, yeah, but Captain Marvel had a lot of hype yeah. behind it, and it was stressed the importance of it. And Captain Marvel wasn't dead yet in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Maybe another. And as, maybe we'll have another. As bet. much as I <laughs> love. Natasha Romanoff, and I have so many friends who are really big Black Widow fans. Um, For those who don't know of the Marvel Universe as well, they don't know about superheroes in general as well, like perhaps they might not know the difference between DC and Marvel. I could see them mistaking this for not a superhero movie and not going to see it because of that. Whereas Captain Marvel, if you didn't know anything about superheroes, you could tell from the poster she was a superhero. Yeah. So, Well, so I need, I need you guys. You got a little bit more uh, in-depth as far as the, the superhero aspect of her. My one issue that's coming up for me, and it's something that happened with uh, the Scarlet Witch, is like she had a great Russian accent. <laughs> and she and just, it just, it just disappeared. <laughs> Poof. She, and she hangs out with, why, the, why with that the happen, Chris? Jarvis and then it goes away. I think it might have been a director's choice, possibly. Because uh, it, was, it was not actually a really good Russian accent. No, no. I think, I think he heard it. I think she pulled a Kevin Costner in Robin Hood where he just drops his accent way <laughs> through the movie. Right. And uh, I, I just think that's what it was. I think, I mean, they're supposed to... But she never had a... Accent did Scarlett Johansson but, ever have an accent? But it's her sister. Her sister's coming in with this Russian accent. I'm like, okay, here we go. And then the guy from Stranger Things, whatever, the, the, right. the yeah, fat the Red, Captain the America. Guardian. He's um, Russian. <laughs> well, yeah, he's a Russian Captain America, pretty much. So. Right. So I, th- I think with her, I think when it comes to Black Widow, at least not with Scarlet Witch, but with Black Widow, the training that she did, which allowed her to kind of become a chameleon. Right. And, and I think they kind of forced the accent out of her. Her sister never leaves Russia. So I think she kind of remains a she sleeper agent. Down. So the accent mm-hmm. stays very close. But I feel <laughs> that with her venturing over into American uh, spy work, I feel that she, mm-hmm. much like me, not sounding like I was born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana, and spent most of my life there, generated a neutral accent. She just worked on it. Right. Yeah. Some things probably still pop up. I still say tournament, and my wife laughs. <laughs> I still tell my kids to go to their room, which she thinks is <laughs> hilarious. Uh, and it took me it about five years to say ask instead of axe. Really? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it took actually. me it took me a year of that and not saying it like over pronouncing it. Like, can I ask you something? Right. <laughs> so So what is Scarlett Johansson or Scarlett Johansson? Well, I know what her superpower is. She's beautiful. That's her superpower. Yeah. What is the Black Widow superpower? She's well the Black Widow actually has uh, she does have power. She's not just uh and and uh, she's not elite, just trained. Yeah, she's not just like an Olympic level athlete she has a bit of the serum inside of her like captain america not to that extent but she does heal fast she's very fast she's quick quicker than than the average human being i feel like we never covered this she has reflexes i I had no idea she has reflexes Mm -hmm. she has uncanny aim uh she has a mastery of languages and she's basically a chameleon she can't change like mystique as in switch anything like that but because of her time as a spy she can huh Roll in and out of. of I just thought she was really guys. cool. She's very deadly. Nah, I didn't know she had yeah. any powers. Yeah, she's she's very deadly. She's she's a she's an elite level human and she a gymnast. Yeah, she can't pick up a car and throw it. Right, yeah. but she could beat up a grown man very easily and, and is a lot stronger than them. Right. So she's she's. I kind thought of she was like, like Bruce. Metahuman. I thought she was like Bruce Wayne. She yeah. didn't really have any. Essentially, powers. she's a metahuman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And and so that's cool. <clears throat> we get to see. I I feel like this movie. It's kind of a nod to her, but I feel like it's introducing her sister 
Yeah. As the next Black Widow for the next phase. Does that yeah, happen in the comic book era? No, but it doesn't mean it doesn't have to happen here. Right. Yeah. I mean, it'd be this. I mean, you, you're basically getting. Does she? Did Black Widow die in the comic books? No. Okay. No, she, and she's been around a long time. Yeah. And she's had different things going on with Daredevil, with with Hawkeye, because in in the comic books, Hawkeye is not married to her. Her and him have a very open relationship <laughs> for a while, and huh. so Hawkeye did get married to somebody named uh, Mockingbird. But the guy in the red suit, the Stranger Things guy, is yeah. is her. It's not. They're, they're just family, as in like. Oh, they're family. I thought you said like, that they like were like best in, friends. Family. Oh, okay. like, now, okay. what's ironic <clears throat> to me because you both bring up both Sean's bring up the Stranger Things. Uh, I've never even bit seen of the it. show. I just know it's what he's all. Well, he has a name. So. The actor David Harbour, David Harbour, um, who plays Jim Hopper in Stranger Things. In Stranger Things, he's battling the Russians. And now he plays a Russian. <laughs> I got so. stuck through the portal. Mm-hmm. I, I knew it. And she was married to Red Guardian in the comics as okay. well. Black Widow right. was. They were married. And they, gotcha. They're not going that route in the movie. Okay. But in the comics, they were married at one point. Hmm. Gotcha. So they have a whole super soldier Russian Learn all team. this on the Marvel yeah, tribe. They have a whole... You could definitely learn that on the Marvel <laughs> tribe. But the, I, I like the movie. I think, I think it looks pretty good. I just think it's going to be another setup. It's going to be a stepping stone for phase four. That's how I feel. Um... So it's not going to be a bad introduction to it. It is the next Marvel film. It, it is, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are we doing a watch party? Oh, yeah. I would I'd love so. to. Yeah. Let's, let's buy a row. All right. Okay. Yeah. We're I'm in. so down to see that. Now, we did have another trailer. <laughs> Morbius. Oh, my goodness. So, I'm totally confused. So, so. <laughs> I was so, not expecting that one. So they've, they've changed a couple of things about the origin. Uh, Morbius will be starring Jared Leto. Um, as Michael Morbius, who is born with a rare blood disorder. And the movies, it, it seems to cause him to be crippled. And uh, it makes him really fragile in the comics. And he is a, 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 an award-winning scientist who studies uh, phlebotomy and the effects of blood and, and, and curing diseases. And so he infuses vampire bat uh, blood with himself, and it causes him to become a living vampire as opposed to an undead vampire, which means he doesn't have any weaknesses of sunlight or garlic or doesn't have to be invited in if you're going on the Bram Stoker route. So he does have bloodlust, insane amount of bloodlust, but he regains his consciousness, if you will, the minute he feeds. So he feels the effect of actually killing someone. He has remorse from it. And so he tries to develop a formula throughout the comics to kind of stave off his hunger but this is an interest it's an interesting it's called trailer. true blood on hbo it is, <laughs> uh, it's an intro starring rogue from x-men right? <laughs> right. and so uh, it's an interesting trailer they 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 made they took some liberties with it but i'm okay with it plus matt smith makes an appearance for any of you doctor who fans Woo. I, I feel like he's probably going to be the main villain because it seems like he's an anti-hero the uh, more biases and in, in the comics he's he's fought against blade as much as he's fought with blade and ghost rider and the midnight suns and 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 that little era of comic books very supernatural and occult but the important things here are <laughs> we see a spider-man poster as he's walking through with an orange jumpsuit on which one can assume is from prison mm-hmm. which will come into play with the little hitting part after the trailer so he and it says murderer. It says murderer, which of course would feed off of Far From Home, with the revelation of 
Mysterio, and Spider-Man killed me, and it's Peter Parker. And then, of course, we get JJ, who I'm... Gosh, I hope JJ makes an appearance in this. Oh, you, you so. know he's in. Now, we... Contractually, he's down for two more movies as Spider-Man. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah. We already know there's going to be a third Spider-Man movie. Uh, we know there's going to be a second Venom movie. Mm-hmm. We know from the hidden scene of Venom, there's possibly going to be a Carnage uh, with Woody Harrelson as as Carnage. So we're speculating uh, now. This is all yep. speculation. This is not no, all speculation. This, this is all one it's kid who made. reads way too many comic <laughs> books, looking and delving into deep. So, but. but there's also a possibility if I can just throw in there yes. that this is a setup for Blade. Mm. Right? Also true. Yes. Speculating yes. that is, it's set up for Blade. He's bitten Blade before. Who has Morbius? Uh, Morbius? Morbius has. Yeah, they've 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 gone at each other, and so this might be. It's. I don't know how they're going to bring Blade. Uh, there's also rumors of Wesley Snipes playing Dracula as Blade. None of that has been. Well, they no, they have they have the one guy for Blade. They already well, have yeah, no, the no, cast, no, yeah, right? Yeah, but I'm talking about Dracula, like oh, okay. Dracul. Like Claude the oh, wow. Impaler. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm, so, wow. so I'm so confused. As long as he doesn't do that, like, ah, yeah. like the open, oh, his face yeah. opens up. That was a creepy Oh, one. that was from Blade uh, 2. Blade 2. Jesus Christ, oh, that was, was brutal. So that was uh, yeah, nightmares. So Del Toro directed that one. Um, and then uh, Deadpool will probably be in. No, wait. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please, Sean wants us. I love Deadpool. So, so, so right, Morbius, Andy? Deadpool. We're gonna have Morbius Deadpool trailer in ends, and then you get like the, the draining of the letters, and then the fill up with the red of the blood and the title. And then you hear a familiar voice of Mr. Michael Keaton, who, as anyone knows, played the Vulture and the Spider-Man. And it's him. And he's in prison. In his prison whites, yeah. as we left him. Addressing Michael Morbius. So that tells me that maybe it's not the MCU, but maybe it's the Spider-Man universe, which they still have that deal with. Well, it says in the beginning of the, in the, beginning of the trailer, it says in association with in Marvel. In association with Marvel. The first thing it right. says in the beginning mm-hmm. of the trailer. So, so. Yeah. It says in association with Marvel, and <clears throat> then it clearly lists from the people yeah. who brought you which Homecoming Sony, and right. Far From Homecoming, Home. Yeah, right. So they want you... Whatever it is, and, and Venom. Venom. Yeah. So whatever it is, they want you to associate it with it's clickbait. The Spider-Man. They're, they're clickbait. Yeah. So and then there's Woody Harrelson's character too. Correct, Cletus so Cassidy. Where does he fit into that? So in the comics, he's uh, Eddie Brock's cellmate. Eddie Brock is who plays Venom. Is, is who Venom is. And when uh, he breaks out, the Venom suit is an alien, and it reproduces whenever it feels like. And essentially, it leaves behind its kid, which bonds with Cletus Cassidy, hmm. and becomes Carnage. Carnage is, hates Venom. And he's, he's, imagine a psychopath with the powers of Venom, a suit that basically can transform into an, an incredible amount of things. It can block Spidey's, a Spidey sense, so it, he can't tell oh, when a move is boy. coming, so he has to rely on his, his reflexes. It's... And then, of course, if it spawns itself, they have all kinds of... There's, there's, there's a, a ton of Venom offsprings throughout the, the universe. Wow. And Flash Thompson even has become Venom, Agent Venom at right. some point. My goodness. So, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm deep comic book stuff. <laughs> I didn't hate Venom. Um, I, think, I feel like Tom Hardy plays a lot of Tom Hardy. You know, it's yeah. just that character, which is, you know, Hollywood loves that. They love the typecast. Um, I, I, it was it was all right. 
And, uh, you know, I liked it better than I like Suicide Squad. That's for sure. I feel like... It, it had its moments. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the characterization of Eddie Brock was a bit off because Tom Hardy was very pathetic at times, for lack of a better word. And in the comics, he's, like, just bent on revenge mm-hmm. against Spider-Man because, you know, Peter Parker rejects the symbiote and it seeks out someone in Eddie Brock who is in a church about to kill himself. Spider-Man uses the, the bells of the church because sound and fire are its two weaknesses. He uses it to get keep the suit from bonding with him. And Peter Parker was a photographer with Eddie Brock, and he had just uncovered this thing that he was lying about to get a story from something called the Sin Eater. <laughs> we can go down some Marvel holes. So it's a hatred of Peter Parker and a hatred of Spider-Man formed Venom. <laughs> Spider-Man's one of his best villains ever. So I just I didn't I didn't feel that at all with the Eddie Brock uh, characterization. I love Tom Hardy. Warrior is one of my favorite movies of all time, and has nothing to do with what we're talking about here. But he is ridiculously good in that. So we'll see what happens with that. I I, I like the trailer for Morbius. I I kind of wanted to hear a little thirty seconds to Mars. So just because I'm a Jared Little <laughs> fan. Well, yeah, Jared Little is amazing. I don't know what happened with Joker. He, he went off the rails on that. He was, well, I think he just never got enough screen time. I think they. I think there's yeah. a lot on the cutting room floor that would have made yeah. his performance even uh, more nuanced. I guess so I don't know. On on Venom, have you guys ever seen the movie Upgrade? No. Yes, you've seen it. Yes. So isn't that kind of like Venom without the Venom suit? I mean, is the guy gets the implant and it becomes the? I mean, I guess essentially, yeah, yeah it's pretty like, much like and, Robocop and, guy, and Venom. Basically. The guy looks like him. Logan Marshall Green. He does. Is like. It could be his brother, the Tom Hardy. It does hmm. it's it's a good movie too. This it's it's, it's had some turns and to, it's I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was a way. great movie. That was Low very budget. very Low entertaining. Budget. Yeah, yeah. So so we got some new stuff coming up from Marvel and then Disney Plus. Yes. had some new releases come out as well. So tell me a little bit about uh, Forky since we know how much everyone loves Forky. I didn't watch Forky. You didn't watch Forky? No. You didn't watch Forky? I... We can watch it now. I'll just take a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I vaguely watched Forky. <clears throat> I, I went about halfway through it, but because my mom's been working super late hours recently, I have to pick, like, one thing that I watch with her before she goes to bed. So that was, like... The, Forky was not the one thing that we watched. So what I was stopped, it? Like, it was... High School Musical, the musical, the series. Okay. And so we just had the season finale? We did. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to admit that I kind of like it now. Um, It's understood. It's kind of realizing what it is now, and it's not taking itself so seriously, which I, I love it. I really appreciate. From the episode where the teacher had that fever dream where Lucas Grabiel came in. Everything just went super goofy, and I loved that. So in this finale, it was a two-part finale where they opened the show, and I guess in this universe they're only putting on one show. Like, it, it's opening night, but it's also closing night. They're only doing the one show. How stressful. I know, right? And you have, yeah, you have one job. Oh my goodness. Right. One chance. We're doing a movie, one Ugh. take. <laughs> Ugh. Well, and Big Red 
who is working the controls up at the top of the booth is apparently learning what all the controls do as the show is going on, which stressed me out to Ugh. no end. Nightmares. Um, I don't know if any of you have been in musical theater shows before, or theater shows in general. I know Chris yeah. and I were talking about this earlier. Yep. Um, some people on their last show think it's funny to mess up the show and do things without director's approval. How dare that you? wasn't it's it's How really bad. You? And then you have everyone sitting in the audience like, I paid twelve bucks for this. This is I I'm not sure if this is in the script or if this is a joke. It was supposed to happen. That was the whole show. I'm talking they brought in they switched up who was playing characters halfway through the show and they brought in all of this weird stuff like drama that was going on off stage they just set it on stage instead of saying their lines um sounds like an ode to noises off oh if anyone's familiar with yes i you're totally right on that but (laughs) even the things that were supposed to happen in the show like there was a ton of choreography and props to them for putting a ton of choreography in there but it was like a ridiculous Amount at one point, the boy playing Sharpay does a drop spin with his brother, um, in Stick to the Status Quo, and I started laughing so hard. And in Get Your Head in the Game, they put uh, I forgot the actor with the Justin Timberlake uh, noodly hair, right? Uh, they put him in wires and the they slow hair. yeah they slow mo him up to the basketball hoop and oh. it was so silly i mean there's a lot of drama going on too that was the moment where he saw his uh his mom who had recently separated with his dad came there with her new boyfriend right. so th- there was drama there but basically this entire show doesn't take itself seriously, and I really appreciated that. It was hilarious. Also, very noteworthy about the episode, spoilers, people, I'm going to warn you ahead of time, is it features the most risque kiss I have ever seen on a Disney program. Yeah. How about that? Do tell. Are you yeah. allowed to? Um, I guess so. Is, uh, it, yeah. is it between who... Um, is between the dancer and uh, the, the choreographer and his boyfriend? No, I was hoping that would happen. Uh, they do get a cheek kiss okay. before he goes on for Bob to the top. And uh, the guy wearing Sharpay, uh, playing Sharpay is wearing a David Bowie t-shirt as he, he goes on. It was really cute. His see. voice is awesome, by the way. Mm-hmm. I finally heard him, like, was actually able to like, listen to him sing. I was like, man, he's got a killer voice. He really does. Honestly, that they all have really good voices, yeah. but there's some super standouts. Um, yeah, the kiss lasted, I want to say like ten seconds. Oh. It was open mouth. Uh, wow. There were multiple kisses between the same people. Oh, the people, uh, <laughs> Nini, okay. the main girl, right. and uh, Noodle Hair guy. Oh wow! Good for them. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that uh, was like when they were like rehearsing. Like, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tilt my head to the right. Now you come in. I mean, that's a long kiss to like practice. Yeah, these go it for. Is. Well, they Disney must kiss. have a, yeah, a coach a for that. <clears throat> well, I also remember going back to the original High School Musical. Wait, does uh, kissing coaches? That's a thing. I assume so. 
God, I could have used that in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So going back to the original High School Musical, um, they never actually really get a kiss in the first movie, but in an episode of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Ashley Tisdale, who played Sharpay, and Zac Efron, who played Troy Bolton, uh, get to kiss each other. And she talked about that more recently, how she was on um, all Disney Channel things, and they have rules about for how long you can kiss and how you can kiss. And he was doing CW shows at the time. So at the time, that was kind of the most risque kiss that they had done. Interesting. And so seeing that here, I'm like, so Disney Plus now sounds for a little bit of extra time. There you go. Hey, Plus. They're going to have to have a, uh, you know, they have little... Uh, disclaimers? Yeah, disclaimers that pop up. <laughs> you know, kissing for longer than 10 seconds. Well, it was perfect for that genre of kids, that age range of kids that they're going for. Right. Uh, uh, my favorite part of the episode, though, was at the very end. I did not realize the actor playing Big Red was a professional tap dancer. Oh, nice. And so he gets to showcase that. Very nice. Very cool. Jeff right. Goldblum. The World uh, According. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff, about, did, uh, you watch, did you watch Jeff Goldblum? I did watch there are most be, of it. Uh, uh, d- d- dinosaurs from the uh, uh, d- dinosaur It ride. was a different episode. It was about makeup. It was. Yeah, it was. It was, it was very it different. It kind of went off the rails just completely. It's, like I, this I, show sometimes. It's I, just kinda, I, I, I got to tell you, <laughs> he is a fascinating dude. Just yeah, and and maybe his finest acting work is convincing us that he's never heard of any of these things. Right, I know he makes you he makes you think that he doesn't know anything. But <laughs> coffee or RVs and yeah, where uh, have you been? Uh, makeup. Yeah, where have you yeah. been all your life? Right, Just, you've never heard. Like you know, you've, I you think know the RV been, one's you know, probably one of the most interesting ones. It's That's really int- how they build an RV is great. What I, what I love about this show is that I think be, I don't know if it's because of him or or whatever, but I've learned about. Tennis shoes, right. stuff that I never would have even bothered right. going after. I've learned about RVs, mm-hmm. which was a fascinating episode. People don't wash their jeans. Yeah, people. <laughs> you're not supposed to wash your jeans. You're not supposed to wash your jeans, supposedly. Right? Really? That's what he says, or the people yeah. at, Levi, or at Levi's say. Yeah, but, we, we learned that there's yeah. a, a graveyard for uh, discontinued flavors at Ben and Jerry's. Jerry's. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. That was I'm great. Yeah, was, that. I mean, yeah. there's some really fascinating. I like when there. he takes in each episode. He takes like the little, like the cartoonish part, of it and oh, he, sure. he explains what's happening. Yeah, it's really like when cool. he explains how they first made, basically made makeup, how they use like flowers and stuff to make your lips red. I'm like, okay, and then it just from there what it is now. It's very cool. I like the video <clears throat> game one too. I like I like the yeah. little the the interactive thing he yeah. did with the with the the seed and being a plant and that show's great. Growing. That's, it's really that's really probably cool. one of the best shows on there. Right yeah, now. there's there. It's a home run. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. agreed. Yeah. yeah, I look forward to it every week. When I was in film school, I wrote a uh, synopsis for a film that was going to star Robin Williams, where he was. Uh, I shouldn't say all that, but it, his his lawyer was going to be played by, and I just basically named all the people that I wanted to work with, mm-hmm. uh, and it was Robin Williams and Jeff Goldblum was going to play his lawyer. Oh wow. That'd been awesome. Like, yeah. The, just the chance. I mean, that's a bucket list right there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I got to work with Jeff Goldblum someday. <sighs> I hope awesome. you do, man. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. That would be so cool. Okay. So okay. we just entered a new decade, guys. We- happened. We've seen the rise of the Marvel Universe uh, in terms of cinematic, at least. Mm-hmm. We've seen a, a, a simple <clears throat> John Favreau film change the landscape. 
of even how movies are made and, and, oh, yeah. and how stories are presented and stretched out. We've seen the rise of the, the home streaming and mm-hmm. the end of Blockbuster and <laughs> brick-and-mortar stores Whatever for a lot of times. would have thought that Blockbuster would go away. <laughs> you might say we watched the end of Jedi's and then the yep. rise of Skywalker. The rise of oh, Skywalker. Again, we, we yep. did that as well. And we all got 10 years older. Which we is, did. Yes, we did. <laughs> which is also inevitable, like Thanos. And so I thought we'd just talk a little bit about some of the best things that happened in Disney and Pixar and Marvel and Star Wars in the last decade. I know it's a lot. I don't want to spend a great amount of time on it, but I thought maybe we'd list some of the highlights and some of the great things that have happened. Uh, I can start a little bit. Yeah, please. I finally, as a comic book fan of now... 39 years. I was four when I got my first comic book. Wow. I finally got to hear Captain America say Avengers Assemble on the screen. <laughs> right. uh, I've also I loved, managed... I loved that I was sitting next to you when yeah. that happened because it was the greatest reaction I've ever seen was, during like, a movie. So I was flipping out. Like, as, flipped. soon as, as soon as he started to say it, yeah. you know, I mean, you were there. I was oh, like, it was ah! amazing. Yeah. Was just he, like, just, he just lost it. it was was, great. How did he say it? Like, Avengers Assemble. Like he just had the. Very, it wasn't like a, like a shout, but it was. Yeah, there you go. Look at that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he did actually. Look, it did. I'm, I'm riled up now. So, uh, but on, that was good. On a, on a greater thing, something that 15 year old me would have never thought possible is we live in an age now where the nerds, the geeks, the comic book kids are coming to the forefront. Where yeah. we're kind of. Uh, it's become well respected. It's right. it's okay to be a comic book fan in the daylight, like just to to go out with it because we never could have imagined. We had an incredible couple of Richard Donner films, and you know you do, would believe that a man would fly when, with with Superman, and, but then we were just kind of bogged down a lot with just promises that were never kept and just a fear fear of of putting a comic book movie out there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you know comics are for kids. Yeah. And I was told that a lot when I was growing up. Comics are for kids. I've maintained my comic collection. I've lost a bunch in a hurricane. And I've still got 10,000 plus comic books that I'll never have time to read again. Where are all those? They're in uh, storage boxes in my closet, stacked up super high, and then in crates uh, throughout. Where exactly is your closet? Oh, right. (laughs) Deep in the heart of downtown Central Point. (laughs) (laughs) So... um, But it's stuff that that uh, I've watched. I've watched superheroes change, literally change people's lives. Like not just right. on on, sim- on cinema, but uh, watching a, a young child fight cancer who just wants to be a hero, mm-hmm. and he is a hero with what he does, and, and he loves comics. And I was able to to work with Rogue City Comics, and I gave him a whole bunch of books, and I was able to give him some of my own because when he's going through his chemo, he likes to read about heroes. And because the the writing has gotten better and, and, and the, the problems, everything that, that Stan and, and all of them and Steve Ditko and everyone who was just involved with it and J.R. Jr. And they've just kind of taken what used to be literally called funny pages and funny books and, and they're a legitimate form of art and entertainment now. Yeah. And as a, a, a geek who's adored Marvel and comics and everything sure. in general, it's a glorious golden era we're yep. living in right now where not only are comics accepted, but they're the highest grossing films right. of all time of all in time, some yeah. cases. Well, we have the technology that we can actually yes. show it, you know, yep. in a really, really so, unbelievable way that, that we have the technology. I mean, right. That's that's been that's been a great stronger. 
a great, great thing. And, and then I think there's there's more to come. Yeah, we've, we're probably going to look at another 10 years of Marvel movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, possibly with, with a new batch of directors and creators right, coming he's in. He's going to on past that with no yeah. problems. Yeah. And then we've seen the rise of, of, of Pixar from the mid-90s. Yeah continue to to excel in their departments in every aspect and now their old blood is kind of being replaced as well and uh, Disney has made great strides and now owns everything 75 percent well mostly thanks to the Iger era as well which is which will end this decade yes Mm -hmm. Iger's one year he's got one year left I think 2022 2022 yeah so what are some and you know of course I've had other stuff sure my kids getting older my son yeah Going away to, to Air Force, right. and that was a re- really big thing for, for him and for me. And so lo- lots of things have happened, but in terms of Marvel, Pixar, Star Wars, we did see an end to mm-hmm. to a saga that's 40-plus years in the making, yep. uh, a saga that's been very close to my heart since I was a kid. And we've seen a lot of stuff, so I just thought you guys would like maybe talk about something sure. big that, that's occurred. I, I don't care where we start, but whoever wants to go. I'll go. Good. So... Um, Biggest thing that happened to me last decade was my grandson being born, by by far. Sure. But uh, I'd say beyond that, if you, if you go into Disney, um, being able to take my sons to Disneyland for the first time and have them experience that, and then taking him, my grandson as well, to experience that's probably the biggest thing Disney-related, I would say. Three generations. Yeah, all of us to go there and just to see all four of my kids and my <sighs> grandson there all one time just soaking it in, and Zach, who's sitting here next to me, just seeing... That first time he sees this and he sees that and he goes on the Thunder Mountain and it, those are stuff you're never going to forget and never going to, you know, so it's kind of sappy. But it's that's honestly, that's what our whole family is, is it's everything is Disney around Disney. I love it, by yeah. the way. It's, the, it's honest to God's truth. Like that's, your pictures at the parks <laughs> and your whole family's, you're right. all wearing Disney stuff. Oh, yeah. It's like throughout the pictures. Oh, it's they're amazing. Planned. It's all planned. It's, I don't <laughs> care. It's amazing. My favorite amazing. picture is... In your bathroom, you are uh, Mickey's filming through the mirror at his house, and Mickey Mouse is not in this picture. Your entire family takes up the whole <laughs> stage oh, yeah. of oh, yeah. through the mirror. Yeah, that was when we met it, Mickey. It was like twenty five of us just there, and he's in the matching he's, shirt. He's there somewhere. He's in the picture. Is he not in the picture? He's not in the picture. Oh, okay. He's like standing off with the photographer. To me, that's what it is. That's it what is. Disney, and then. The end of the decade, like you said, the movies were great, but then being asked to do this. So this is Disney related too. So sure. being asked to be a part of this was the way to, nice way to end the decade. So Absolutely. For me, that's what that's Disney and Tattoo. And the oh and the tattoo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Finally got it finished, yeah. So Brooke, you've had an interesting transition yeah. in ten years. I Went really from have teenage years to Yeah. So I started off the decade as a high school freshman. Wow. I started uh, by playing Fantasmic in the 2010 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade with my marching band. Nice. Oh, wow. And I, 2012, I took my second trip to Disneyland ever. Mm-hmm. I worked as a cast member for three years and met some of the people who are now my best friends in and outside of Disney, but a lot of them inside of Disney. Um, I really grew as a person, obviously, but uh, as a Disney fan as well, in my knowledge, in my experience, and to end the decade now, like on my, oh, I I lost track of how many, but the first year I was there, I took 233 trips to the park. Wow. So if you do wow. that math, uh, several hundred trips later, and now I'm 
back here wanting to get my degree to become an Imagineer and to work higher up in the park. That's just so cool to look back on. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Amazing. Can we interview you when you're an Imagineer? Oh, of course. (laughs) I plan to do that. What do you want to do? Um, Well, I really would love to utilize my creative skills, obviously, but my skills as a performer, I'm majoring in engineering, but I want to somehow still be the performer, the puppeteer, the person who is on stage in a sense and bring that kind of magic into the parks. Uh, Funny you should ask because today was the last day for a local business, Blind George's Popcorn Stand, or Blind George's Newsstand. It's been on 6th and G Street in Grants Pass, Oregon since 1952. And the family is a huge Disney family. Every year for like a week or so, they would close the store to have a family trip down in Disneyland. And Mom and I were eating their popcorn last night and sort of thinking like about the things that are apt to close in the area because I think personally the pharmacy the Grants Pass Pharmacy and Soda Fountain is going to be next and you know it made me think of Main Street how this is the place that I consider to have grown up in because I moved here when I was 10 and Marceline Missouri in that same right was where Walt considered to have grown up in and made all of Main Street and I thought how cool would it be when I become an Imagineer if I could somehow get that popcorn turner, the figure on Main Street, <laughs> oh. if I could get that to be Blind George and his dog Ethel, yeah. I would really like that. That'd be awesome. And I feel like, tribute. yeah, I feel like that family would really appreciate it as well, and it would contribute to that story. So yeah, huge sidebar, yeah. but that's cool. I was thinking that's about that. All right, so Sean S. C. <laughs> All right, uh, gosh, what a what a decade. So, um, I, I moved back to. Southern Oregon about five and a half years ago, living in the Bay Area and working in Marin at uh, at a Starbucks, I I got to meet some amazing people and I got to I can't remember his name now, but he goes, yeah, I'm the I'm the creator of uh, of Hellboy, and then I went and looked Mike him up McNulla. online and it was a little short dude with red hair, and it's the guy that what's his name? Was it Mike Mignola? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so he came in, and I got to chat with him. It was really amazing. Awesome. Uh, one of the most impactful persons that I met walking through the door was Andrew Stanton. Ooh. And getting to see him every morning and meeting his wife. And at the time, I was making candles, and Finding Nemo had just come out. And I remember I made a candle, and I hid a little orange fish in <laughs> the candle. And I gave it to him, and, he, and his wife said... Of all the stuff that he's gotten from all the fans and all the people that send him stuff, he loves that candle the most, and it's in his office. Wow. wow. That is so, awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. So that, that was kind of a, one of those moments you're like, sweet. And then when he took us on tour, it was six of us, and we got to take a tour of Pixar with just oh, Andrew. And so that was, I mean, oh, I'm jealous. one yeah, of the no, highlights. No, no, no. And, and I'll, oh, I'll dip into goodness. some stories about, about where we went and some of the things we got to see that nobody else gets to. And some of the places oh. we got to go into, phenomenal. And so I, I love, and I remember 
uh, running into him at a restaurant. I'm like, Andrew, what's going on? What are you doing? I'm like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. I said, what are you working on? He's like, oh, I can't talk about it too much, but I'm working on uh, this movie about a robot. Oh. Yeah. Of course. So, <laughs> so those moments Andy's being in the Bay Area. Yeah. 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 So uh, what I'm trying to do is get him up here. Uh, oh, that would be Southern awesome. Oregon Film and Media. Wow. And do a talk and maybe show some stuff that they're working on because he took me into their, their big theater and I got to see uh, the 100-yard dash uh, sequence from The Incredibles oh, in, wow. their, in their huge... At the time, it was the best theater... Uh, before Lucas built their one in, in uh, the Presidio. Mm-hmm. But um, that phenomenal. Wow. Phenomenal. Gosh. Wow. So then fast forward to, uh, you know, moving back here. And I feel like, you know, releasing Disney Plus, that that's a big deal because so much of my childhood is, has been a part of all those old old shows. Oh, sure. absolutely. A few of them. Absolutely. Um, like The Black Hole and The Apple Dumpling and Pete's Gus. Dragon. And just there's so many... And as you go through, and all the all the cartoons, you know the 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 haunted house, and and you know the the Christmas Carol, Mickey's yeah. Christmas Carol, oh, and, yeah. and so good. Those are just, I mean, and now getting to like you were talking about your grand grandchildren being born, mm-hmm. grandchild, grandchild, yeah. yeah. Um, Shout out my, to Cashton. Nice, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, uh, my five and eight year old boys just because we recently went to Disneyland and so I'm like you're going to get up to speed watch this Sleeping <laughs> Beauty Bambi yep. nice. Peter Pan yeah. you know yep. all the uh, you know the required um, one the, the required yeah. yeah so like you have to know these because we're going to go um, and and just going to Disneyland and, and watching like you said watching their eyes light oh yeah up. it's the greatest the feeling greatest you can't yeah. yeah, just like seeing seeing the world that, that means so much to me through their eyes yep. and getting a chance to really experience it you know and we sh- we showed up we got a military discount, so we I think we had one hundred and seventy five dollars, and we got three day park yeah. hopper tickets. Nice. And unfortunately, you don't get to do the magic hour if you get that discount. Well, we showed up at you know six thirty in the morning. We got our stroller. We go to check the thing, you know, scan the tickets, and the lady's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you don't, you're not eligible for the." And I'm like, "Oh, we traveled so far." Let me give it to you. Come on in. <laughs> and That's all so I gotta do. It was amazing. Magical, <laughs> magical moment, man. <laughs> That so early in the morning. It's it's just again they they, I know that there's a lot of people that are are down on the the corporate you know. Whatever it is that Disney, but I I look at what the impact it's had on my life and the storytelling and the creativity oh, yeah. that I come up with and things that I pull from, it's been such a big part of my life. So to end with, <laughs> Disney Plus and then going to Disneyland right uh, the first week of December. And then, of course, Andy saving Christmas with that. <laughs> yes. Right, right. Um, that, that's amazing. Here, here's what I would love to see out of all the stuff, and this is going to mm-hmm. sound crazy. My, my, my wish for the next 10 years, and this is for you, Martin, I would love to see you direct a Marvel film. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Scorsese. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it. You just wait. I'll, I'll have to find a good character for him. It have, <laughs> right. have to be something Italian and New York based. <laughs> that's that's my wish. What do you even do it? Chris could find it. I mean, you never know, but that's my wish that Martin Scorsese directs a Disney, a Marvel, <laughs> uh, some superhero film that he says is in cinema. Well, let's see what it is. Right. You show us. Yep. Because I respect him as a director. 
but I'm with you on we're we're at a different place right now with yeah. these films, and so to tell me that it's not art, I don't want to get into that whole thing. But I right. I would just love to see uh, that I mean, two billion dollars. I mean, obviously someone likes it. I mean, <laughs> right, right, yeah. I mean, just think of those those three movies, just those two movies made three billion dollars yeah, themselves. You know, so that's yeah. crazy. So yeah, so I uh, look forward to the next ten. Yep. See what they bring. Hopefully, better back. For me. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Uh, so. We have a couple minutes left. Tell me what's happening at the parks. Okay, at the parks. It's a little slow right now, but luckily we have some good headliners. Uh, Mostly the Disney Performing Arts uh, is now located in the old ESPN building. Uh, If you were were, uh, doing a program with Disney Performing Arts, say you were taking a dance workshop from a professional Disney choreographer with your dance team, uh, that building sadly is demolished and no longer available to, uh, to dance in. I remember rehearsing in there. But it is because of progress. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway will be put right there. And it looks amazing in the ESPN building. And if it means the expansion of DPA, of Disney Performing Arts, and the amazing people who work there, I'm all for it. Um, Start dates for things. Festival of the Arts is starting at Epcot on the 17th, which happens to be the day of something else. Ah, Can someone else? Rise. Rise Rise of the Resistance. Yes. Yes. Oh, so, man. The most anticipated well, that's attraction in, uh, ever. How many days? Yeah. Two days. Well, it's two days from today. We don't know when this will right. be out, but uh, it has been whenever you hear this, it might already be out. It's been of attractions. Yeah. yeah. I saw Maxwell Glick. He did. He got a preview of that, yeah. and he was mm-hmm. the guy was almost about to cry how excited he was about it, and he said it was by far the best attraction that he's ever been on that, that I can't... I, I'm going in two months, and I just can't wait to, oh for, for that. To so, question about that. I don't want to get too far past that because yeah. I've seen videos. They've mm-hmm. been they've, uh, from the Orlando right. that they've filmed. Mm-hmm. But is there a part that we haven't seen in all those videos? Have they told people at certain points to turn off their cameras? I don't or know. have we seen the whole thing? I've seen people. I've seen a video of it going completely through. So. Okay. And then start right. over in the other. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, all right. That's amazing. I, I, what I, I do think wait. is so cool is that you start here. And then you walk out, so, yeah, and you come out in a completely different place. Yeah. At, oh man, I can't wait. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah for I, I sure. All of that—the technology, the theming, the cast members who play such a huge role in that. Oh my goodness. And they're okay. in character. They're, oh yeah, yeah. They are like brutal. It's something I'm hoping that they keep up if we look at this. I think they have to. For, I think they'd have to for the story to work unless I, they change the story. There's I no way so. they would have to. I hope so, but only yeah. time will tell. Right. Um, it looks amazing. Uh, Walt Disney World's uh, Halloween parties this year will start earlier than ever on August 13th. <laughs> what? That's like before my birthday. That's in the middle of summer. That's crazy. Uh, I think it's a little crazy, but okay. you know what? <laughs> um, we have one more minute left to Instagram, so oh, you guys okay. have a good night. We'll, night, Instagram. We'll see you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye. This should be available sometime tomorrow. Good night, Andy. Probably. We're hoping so, yeah. <laughs> Good night, Andy. <laughs> Disneyland Paris. There is a new Frozen celebration happening that, one, has an amazing spin audio animatronic on one of the floats. Oh, that, that video you posted? Yes. was so cool. And, uh, two, has sparked some mixed reviews on Elsa's new dress. Ah. They took 
Elsa's uh, dress for Frozen 2, her adventure dress, and they made some modifications for it to kind of combine it with her ice dress at the end, and the general consensus is it looks very ABBA-like. I have not okay. seen it in person, so I can't make complete judgments, but from what everyone is saying, uh, it looks very much like an ABBA outfit. Uh, Boba Fett is out in Tomorrowland. He's been seen walking around and looking for a bounty on something. We're not sure. Interesting. Mm -hmm. The sword is back in the stone. Nice. I did see that. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. I, I got a quick question. Hold on just a second here. Let's back up. Now, Boba Fett's walking around. Yes. Princess Leia's not. Han Solo's not. Luke right? is not. C-3PO's right? not. There was no Boba Fett in any of the last movies. We, he went down a Sarlacc's gullet, as far as we know. But did he? Why isn't the <laughs> Mandalorian walking around? I mean, I guess he is Mandalorian. Well, has but he perhaps heard of our planet? Perhaps. I'm not sure if it's on a sector, but because you mentioned that, I have to show you this adorable photo oh, of, a kid, of a little kid of a little kid dressed oh, cool. as Mando. Who so, Put that on there tonight. Uh, they were Boba holding Fett. hands and oh. walking around. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and that little kid that probably had the crack. best day of his life. My favorite one is the last one where he is indeed holding Baby Yoda. That's brilliant. Speaking of Baby Yoda, so yes. Apparently, Baby Yoda will be made available. At Build-A-Bear. At Build-A-Bear yes. Workshop. Snowy is thrilled. I'm sure she is. Yes. I'm going to build myself a Baby Yoda. Yeah. Count on that. There you go. I'm going to keep it for my daughter. They're going to have to fight me for it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about everything for Parks News. The only other thing that's kind of noteworthy is there are more vintage lines of clothing at World of Disney right now. Oh, nice. Old attractions like the Skyway Buckets and 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And then they've got uh, different year celebrations, like 30 years, 35 years. They brought those shirts back oh, as cool. well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. One I thing one thing to for people that are going to be going to Rise of the Resistance this weekend, you want to think about is uh, they will be doing the boarding groups like they're doing in Florida. That's the same idea. So you can go on to your Disneyland app, and once you're inside the park, you can get your boarding pass right there, and they'll notify you when it's time. If you don't want to use the app, they'll have stations around the park where you can actually get paper boarding passes and you just have to keep track of when they call your number so mm -hmm. very nice did they buy some property over there in florida they bought another like 225 acres oh in, really uh, in orlando it, yeah. would, it wouldn't surprise me yeah it wouldn't surprise me yeah i wonder what they're doing with that it takes you weeks to mine it's, it's the one place they can place. buy property because there's oh. actually property there. oh, yeah. yeah they can't expand much you know unless they knock stuff down yeah <laughs> the disneyland right like, oh, we don't yeah, they that. can't expand Disneyland, which I wish they uh, Not much no. longer. I, mean, I I'm wanting a water park there, but there's no way that they're gonna like take the Toy Story parking lot and right. make that a water park. I wish. All right. So in in uh, Tomorrowland, there's that big building that has where you can go and meet and greet. America yes. Sings. The yeah. Interventions yeah. Building. Yes, that. Yeah. Now Launch Bay, now, but the old Interventions. Yeah. Okay, Launch Bay. So. I, I saw this, and I wanted to ask you guys what your what your thoughts on this are. The Imagineering. Um, it, it, yeah, right? Yep. And so yep. you saw Joe Rody take did. that Pick it off yep. of the thing and, and look at it. move it over here. And so, because that's been, oh, it, yeah. it, was, it used to spin, right? It would go around. Yeah, it was and, a, yep. in the 70s, it was America Sings. And yeah. then there was a tragedy, so. Yeah, then they, yeah, then they oh. stopped after that. Then, oh, okay. Yeah. 
They don't like to talk That's about a, that. No. <laughs> yeah, we move on past yeah. that with our lives, but... Um, so I wonder what's going to happen with that enormous building oh. that's taken up space. Rumors well. I've heard that they're going to they're going to gut Tomorrowland completely and start over except Space Mountain. Yeah, then I'd be down for that. I know when we were doing this podcast the middle of last year, uh, I think Fresh Baked reported that Joe Rody was seen walking on the, the People track. Mover track, mm-hmm. just looking Correct. at pointing yeah. at stuff, and then oh, makes man. sense in that video of him lifting up, which yeah. is a building you don't need, which is that's a lot of space. Yeah, right. it's so much more space than you think too. Because that's the only way they can expand is knock mm-hmm. stuff down. I know that the day of D23, um, when they did the parks panel, they had a another site posted something on there saying that they were, they were going to announce a $600 million or something overhaul of Tomorrowland. And then, and then they took it down. Like the, they took the story down right away. So people were like, but I hope they do. I mean, there's so much that could be so done. So one, one interesting thing to note, um, I, I won't say too much because I don't know too much, but I do have a good friend who loves Imagineering and in his spare time, he loves um, doing like mind Imagineering experiments where he looks up how much square footage things take up and Hmm. how much square footage there could be. Um, Hypothetically speaking, the Tron coaster (laughs) would take up as much space as uh, the Innoventions building Autopia and the submarines. Interesting. So, my question to you: If you could yes. take out, yes, would you do it? Yes. Would you, Sean? I don't know. Yes. I don't. I don't need those submarines anymore. Um, see, I, I heard. I, I heard that same thing, but I heard that it's the same square footage. If we took out all the buildings from the beginning of Tomorrowland down to to the Tomorrowland oh. Terrace, it's the same amount of space that you could put a Tron coaster right there, parallel with that walkway. <laughs> yes. I don't know because I'm such a Walt Disney, like anything he did, I don't think you should touch it. But Mm. like I just did an article, I just did an article for the, I did an article for the about the submarines the other day, and they there's always rumors they're going to take it out because it was shut down for like six years. I'm trying to figure out what they're going to do with it again, and but yeah, maybe because I mean that would be really cool to take. But you take out Autopia, but it takes up so much space. It yeah. takes up a lot of space. I, but Autopia, I heard you take out Autopia, the monorail, and the the lake for the. You, could, you could put anything. So, so sorry, much in Bob there. Gurr, but yeah. I am ready for Autopia to be gone. Um, and as for, I agree with her, but I don't. It's, I know. No, you know. you're you're a purist. You you like you like Walt's vision. Yeah. And you would love to see it stay but, exactly. But, but, but I get, but I get that it can't. Walt would be doing stuff. Walt, oh, Walt yeah. would be yeah. making changes. He'd be oh, like, yeah. that, yeah. that the was way yester- he thinks, yesterday yeah. land. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the... He probably would already pulled the plug on the it. The submarines are, are a big waste of time, space, and money. Because I know it's yeah. one of the most expensive attractions that they have to take care of because it's underwater. And oh, they yeah. have to go under and make sure everything's clean yep. all the time. And got all... So my grandpa uh, was a submarine man. He was in the Navy. And he worked on submarines for years. And... One of the coolest memories, it was so hard to get him down there because he was old and couldn't really, it took several people, but watching him on that ride was one of the coolest things, and I can be okay with that being a memory right? uh, and having some sort of tribute to the submarines, but if we wanted to get rid of that and put something newer and better, I'd be down for that. 
It hurts, it's just it hurts, it hurts, it hurts to say yes. Yeah. Because you have to take out the monorail, which I think you should never get rid of. I know. Of those three, I would say keep the monorail somehow. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Topia, I agree. It's they're just they're just little cars. You and it's so much space you could do so much more with Frozen Land. Beauty and the Beast, whatever, they can expand Fantasyland. There's been so much talk of what they can do. This is stuff we can talk about when we do our show. So, mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. uh, there, there are things I won't talk about on air. So, okay. so you turn this a, off. <laughs> <laughs> so you take a trip to Orlando. You've never been to the park in Orlando. Yeah, correct? I have. Oh, you have? Yeah, I have. Oh, cool. You I haven't? haven't been there, no. What's the one thing that you would love to go do that would be different? I mean, because there's... In Orlando? There's some pretty big differences in Orlando. As opposed to Orlando, California. Yeah. do I have to go? No, I mean, like, I mean, like, if you went, like, for me, because because my favorite of all is Epcot. I yeah. love Epcot, and I've always loved Epcot, but it's something that's not offered to me in California. When I went, I only I only went to the to the actual Magic Kingdom. When I mean, you've got Animal Kingdom, I think that'd be cool. I think that whole idea, of the Animal Kingdom, is what a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic! I think so, I'd like to go there. Yeah, yeah. Dino Chipmunks. Well, because that's Joe Rody's baby too. Oh yeah, so. I did. By the way, Joe, uh, if you're listening, I did friend you on Facebook. Go ahead and uh, just accept that uh, friend request because <laughs> I got to stay in the lounge before they opened. It was really nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, when I was when I was doing the the college experience when I was there, they, they let me. Well, my pick Hollywood Street because my daughter worked there. So, but still, that Animal Park is it's, it's what a great idea. It, it, it was fascinating. Yeah, like I was all in. Yeah. It's still in if I went. So, yeah. So that's that's season five. <laughs> Episode two of the decast in the books, right? I'm assuming we're starting over. Is this season, season five? five? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, know. I don't think we know. I've been labeling it. If, if we want to change it, we can. Okay. Well, I just kind of figured beginning of the year, yeah. season five. So season four is seven. Up. We're now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast Family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts.